I found it very interesting and increasingly interesting also in the various roles that I could have, that I was given. And uh, yes, so I'm, I'm happy to have spent so many years uh, in HR and HR moreover to me is like a bit the engine of an organization or should be the engine and acts as a constant change agent. Welcome to the New Work and New Organization podcast hosted by the Planet and Partner Think Tank. I am Helena Pleinert and would like to welcome our guest, Dr. Barbara Eschlimann, General Manager of ZGP, the professional body for HR professionals in Zurich, which is also the largest one in Switzerland. Barbara, you are originally a philosopher and a philologist, and your career has all been in HR across industries and in particular in the big four before you joined ZGP. And who better to talk about our topic of today, the future of HR. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you, Helena. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Welcome also on behalf of my co-host, Campbell our mascot and an advocate of the long-term view. And our first question is this. Barbara, you have an impressive career in HR. Can you tell us a bit about your journey? Thank you, Helena, and also thank you to your co-host. <laughs> thank you for your flattering introductory words. Um, I'm, I'm very pleased to, to be given the opportunity to have this discussion around the future of HR. Me, myself, um, it was more like a coincidence that I came into HR. I was originally, and I'm still very interested in language and communication issues. So at the time, I was more focusing on finding a job or a, a role in communications. And this was this turned out to be even more uh, challenging than finding a job elsewhere. So I so to say, ended up in HR, but apparently I stayed because I found it very interesting and increasingly interesting also in the various roles that I could have, that I was given. And uh, yes, so I'm, I'm happy to have spent so many years uh, in HR and HR moreover to me is like a bit the engine of an organization or should be the engine and acts as a constant change agent. So these are the aspects that I like I like most, also looking back a bit. Thank you. So you have already started addressing the next question. So what are, what are your the most important points uh, from your perspective in this area? And which ones are you most passionate about? Well, I'm passionate about working together with leaders because what uh, my roles and duties and my projects in HR especially and specifically told me what I would do with HR as a leader. And therefore, uh, I like very much to with leaders to also consult them in a way, to give them guidance in how they can best make use of, of HR and what they can achieve eventually and finally by 
collaborating effectively with HR. So uh, I would say working with leaders on leadership topics. Uh, this is something I really like. Um, there are many, many other things that I think are precious and, and worth focusing. And one thing that overall in HR I like and I think is particularly important and also very relevant is still talent acquisition because in talent acquisition you have the lever to really bring also new capacity new competencies and sort of also a change into the company there is this one once in a life chance that that you are given uh, in talent acquisition so these are the two most precious areas of activity for hr and for myself Yes, talent acquisition is certainly one of the hottest areas in HR, so to speak, and one of the most visible ones. But we both know that HR includes so much more. What other areas would you highlight? I would say currently the topic or the endeavors to develop people uh, has become increasingly important. Uh, unfortunately, a bit in the goal of uh, talent shortage, uh, so uh, leaders and companies uh, are becoming aware of the fact that they could also train and educate even more specifically their existing employees. They have always done, I'm not saying that this is total, a totally new thing, but uh, they start to recognize that this is a, a source to, to get new talent, so to say. Uh, therefore, I think this is, this is particularly important as well. And um, also very complex one. It's, it's really not obvious. Uh, also in the, in the light of, let's say, the business models that need to adapt uh, and based on, on the new or changed business models, how, what, what kind of, of, of competencies would you, would you need? Uh, this is not a, an easy uh, question to answer. So this is a, a whole series of questions coming along with it, but uh, never, nevertheless a very important area uh, for HR. Yes, a complex area and one that's developing fast, which leads us kind of to the next question, which is the Campbell's question. As the Campbell is an advocate for the long-term view, he would like to know, how do you see the future perspective, the long-term, mid and long-term, as HR is obviously an area that is developing fast? So, so the question to where is HR heading? It, it, it's it's obviously a very a very challenging question to answer but i will try to do so it, it, it's more maybe more a recommendation than a vision uh, that i have i would uh, try as an organization as a management as, as a leadership team i would try to make very efficient and smart use of, of, of tools, of uh, artificial intelligence, of digitization, etc., which has been neglected for so for, for so long in, in HR. I think it, it it started obviously it had to, but um, there is a huge potential still. And then there is hopefully time and resource to focus on. On, on the human being, on motivation, on giving the opportunity to grow, on collaboration, on innovation. I think this this will uh, this will create the space that is so desperately needed uh, for the employees slash human beings to grow and to contribute 
because they all want to contribute. I think this is very important to keep in mind, but they need to be given uh, or they need to have uh, an opportunity to, to bring themselves in. You address technology, especially AI, and I would like to add also the new collaboration and communication technologies like going from video conferencing to immersive uh, forms of communication in virtual reality. Does it mean that HR people and the HR function has to uh, become more technology oriented? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think um, they, they it, it starts with understanding what the potential is. And uh, I think they absolutely need to understand better and, and also to be curious about what could be done differently or what could be done elsewhere or uh, again with the help of AI. I, I definitely think this is this is something where HR also can grow and can show that uh, they're not not just doing what they always have been doing, but that they also try to embrace the future and to to, to cope with, with the challenges ahead. Building on what you are saying, I would like to expand on the following as an example. In the past, an employee was either internal or external, but nothing in between. But today, with uh, new organizational forms and patchwork careers, it has become more of a continuum of somebody being 100% yeah. internal or 100% external or somewhere in between. And how does it affect HR? Who does HR look after? Not just the 100% employees, but perhaps also and for sure, part-time employees, that's no question, but what about contractors, for example, and so on? Yes, I think you haven't mentioned that, but uh, I now tend to hear it, that uh, HR sometimes has uh, the tendency to be too or overly formalistic. And uh, I mean, you, you mentioned the different ways of being employed or working for 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 an organization. These are purely formalistic aspects, and uh, for sure, HR has to take care of all of them because they they all work for this company. Uh, if they're hourly paid or if they uh, if, if if they're self-employed, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, for HR, it shouldn't matter. It might matter for the the people themselves. It might. I cannot judge. But uh, it shouldn't matter to to start with from 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 the HR side, because they all build the the culture. They have common goal. Uh, they work on on the same issues sometimes. So it's it's very important to motivate or to to enhance this kind of team spirit as well by by not by not segregating and by not dealing in a in a different manner. Yeah. Yeah, you are addressing again an important point, this team spirit question of motivation. There used to be a time long ago, or perhaps it was not so long ago, that it was assumed that an employee would be motivated. Of course, the employee has to do what the boss is saying. Now, of course, today this is not the case at all, and we are looking for ways of um, uh, fostering intrinsic motivation of making employees a sense uh, have a sense of purpose i think this is also a big topic a mega trend in nature what are your thoughts yes you you're right you're right uh in my view it's a very let's say uh, a challenging one to say the least because it has become the, the hr bible in a way and 
I, I agree that the purpose definitely helps in, in so many ways and, and it's also good to have to have a purpose at work to start with. I, I, I nevertheless think some of the organizations and also HR, they had the tendency to address it in a way that, that wouldn't be even necessary. I mean, the, the HR has the role to address it and to show it and, and to a certain extent also explain how purpose can can influence their their work and and their motivation but it has again it, it has become in a certain way in my view too much of a like prescription you have to view the purpose it, it helps in organizational development terms helps to to address the purpose uh, i would almost leave it there or limit to this yes you cannot uh, prescribe uh, enthusiasm that's right mm -hmm. yeah yeah that leads me again to another related topic we talked also about the new communication and collaboration technologies and that means the world of work is becoming more and more boundaryless it has already been becoming more and more global but this is being accelerated even further as teams can collaborate from anywhere anytime so the intercultural component is an important topic. We have talked about leadership, for example. The understanding of leadership is not the same in every culture. We have talked about purpose, motivation. These are also concepts that can be interpreted and perceived differently in different cultures. So what are your thoughts here? Another complex topic. Yes, yes, uh, definitely very, very challenging, very, very challenging topic. My thought on this is that the pandemic and with it coming along all these new uh, communication options that we have like the video call etc etc you mentioned yeah, some of those i think they helped in a way to set new rules in communication because uh, if you do a video call uh, and and not not many have done this before uh, the pandemic so heavily this this leads to a new like communication setup that that helps in a way to to cope with all differences because jointly and commonly you set you set new standards with your team uh, with your global team uh, with your colleagues uh, in a, in another continent so this might help maybe to overcome some of the of of the challenges that we, we used to see when when meeting physically do we shake hands or not do we look each other in the eyes etc cetera, etc cetera. all those very very basic things um are are dealt with um because it's again it's it's a new new way of communicating or new ways of communicating but that I'm, I'm not saying that this this answer uh, answer answers it all it's it's just i think a good start that that helps to smooth uh, to smooth the conversation and the collaboration creating new forms of netiquette or even metaquette yeah. is yeah. one one aspect and uh, in fact one recommendation and uh, there we come to the my question about the recommendations like we have now opened up a number of really complex fast evolving questions navigating hr is a complex matter navigating hr in a competitive manner for a company is a really complex matter what would be your main recommendations 
in bullet points? Well, I would encourage uh, leaders to invite HR people to think about, to think openly about where they best can put their resources, their capabilities, because I think there are so many standard ideas around what HR should do. And, and I, would, I would really encourage, encourage to have that discussion and uh, exploration as, as a joint effort in a, in a company. Uh, in, in a first step, definitely you should get rid of, or not get rid of, but you, you should automate all the things that can be automated. This would be my, my, my first recommendation. And then watch, watch with your HR team how can the, the challenges that are also constantly changing, how can HR together with leadership cope with all these challenges? And, and this is going to be a fluid organization anyway, uh, because uh, there will be uh, evergreens, obviously, but evergreens are maybe easier to deal with because uh, you, you know what an evergreen is. Uh, but, but then it's important to monitor the constant change and to, to try to, to bring it into the right direction. So this, these are two strong recommendations. Thank you. Many thanks. Is there something that you would like to, in particular, emphasize? I, I, maybe we have touched upon so many important things that I would encourage all HR people also to, to be part of that bigger discussion, be it in the, in the company itself, be it in, in, their, in, in the companies they, 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 they have, that they also have the courage to, to speak up and to, to bring, bring in their own ideas. So many thanks, Barbara, for being with us, with our audience, for bringing your insights about HR and about the exciting uh, developments that we are witnessing. Many thanks. Thank you. It was a pleasure.